And welcome back to another episode of the Jeep Chronicles. It is I, your host, Royal Jelly, getting off another exciting shift of work. I just want to take in the beginning, want to thank the Hidden Pixel for hosting us. That's thehiddenpixel.com. Go check out. Always got good content going up. Uh, Always working on more. Hopefully, pretty soon I'll be able to start a... Going to pitch Lewis an idea of a YouTube show. See what he thinks about it. And hopefully we'll get some video content up there on the site. But anyway... Had an interesting week at work, you know, other than, which, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, um, my, uh, my money center manager fella thought we were going to get robbed, and, um, so I broke down, I went, went through that whole thing, um, we didn't get robbed, so I don't know if anybody really, (laughs) we didn't get, so... Didn't know if anybody cared that we didn't get robbed. If it bleeds, it leads. Not if it narrowly misses. Tragedy almost happened. But it's funny, the, the, after that, the uh, asset protection for corporate comes by just on a, it's that time of year where we get audited. And uh, our asset protection coordinator is a is a female and she stands about four foot nine and the money center guy while trying to describe the the potential robber of the store said he was a real short fella i wasn't too afraid of him and so she just stops and looks at him and she's like well you know what they say about dynamite and we both kind of looked at each other and it was just, it was a very awkward situation as I'm six feet tall, he's 5'10", 5'11", and she's four feet nine. And we're just kind of looking at her. And she was like, you know, I've surprised many people in my day, shoplifters decide to fight me. And I was just wanting to look at her and being like, do you want to fight me? But that probably would have seemed inappropriate. But that did get me thinking about... uh, Like, I'm more sympathetic to women in the workplace now because this week I've had several uh, female... They're not bosses, but they are over me in the hierarchy. Like they hold, um, they hold like my financial well-being in their hands. Like if they give me a bad audit, or if they want to be pricks and write me up, like they can really fuck up, you know, my job because you know a few write-ups and boom, you can be out the door before you know it. So I find myself inadvertently like and think hoping it'll make it better but I find myself flirting with these women and one of them really likes it 
and she's not one I'm not a very good flirt anyway like what little charm I have like I've got uh, I, I've got a little like which I think could be a flirtatious smile that I could throw out I don't know I could be completely wrong and it's just creepy as hell and maybe this girl likes to creep I don't know but I don't I don't have game but I try to like you know flirt it up with her and she this girl wears her skin like an ill-fitting suit if that's any way that you can imagine her is just there's a lot of extra skin there and she doesn't have a good personality well from what talking to her she doesn't have a good personality she could think i'm just some weird sexual pervert that just keeps flirting with her every time she's in the store i don't know i don't know her side of the things but so she comes up and she's doing an, uh, a date audit and was checking for out-of-date and she found out-of-date dog food and of course my reaction to finding out-of-date dog food is like who cares you know i've dogs eat shit and lick their own balls you know i, I they they don't seem to be um too uh picky about what they put in their body I've also seen him eat a dead bird. So I, I doubt some expired dog food is really gonna mess up their uh, their digestive tract. But she brings it to me and she's like, I'm gonna have to count you off on this audit. And I just kinda, I tilt my head down and I look up and I raise an eyebrow. I was like, can't you just let me slide this once? And she goes, well, I'm feeling nice today. I'll let you slide. And I was like, you know, you really are the best. And I just felt so dirty. And then, not that I know what it would be like, but like, imagine like a girl having to blow her disgusting boss to keep a job. And all I can think of is like, if this disgusting woman like wanted me to pound it out on her or do something, I don't even know. Like, if she wanted me to pull a Louis C.K. and just jerk off in front of her, I don't even know if I could do that, let alone perform anything physical on her person. So, but I, I was like, this is an interesting thought. I was like, you know, at first my thought, honestly, my thought was, girls don't have to go through this. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, they do. <laughs> they have to do it more so, and even in worse situations. But it just kind of... It made me think and kind of put things into perspective. So I try not to be a creeper. Uh, I don't remember where I was going before I went off on this rant. Uh, but I passed a few audits. So that's good, kind of keep the bosses off my back, keep everybody happy, keep my head down low, you know, staying off of radar. But I did have a funny interaction with a customer. The town I work in, in Tennessee, was when I got promoted with Walmart, was the first manager job that I had. And they put me in this town, and that was like 12 years ago. And I, re I remember faces pretty well. And for the most part, I can remember their names, but I run across these people that worked for me in that store. 
and there's been a couple of them that don't remember me and i'm like how you know i remember you how come you can't remember me because i've had way more employees come through my life than you've had managers and I've been told, you know, that I was a pretty good boss and whatnot. And I, I've been told I'm very memorable, but I don't know, maybe it, but anyway. So one of these people that I knew and she had the look of recognition on her face. And I was like, hey, how are you? And then she immediately her, her uh, disposition changed. She was like, I'm fine. I was like, oh, we, uh, we worked at the at the Greenville Walmart together. And she was like, oh, okay. I don't, where, what were you? And I was like, I was an assistant manager, you know? And uh, she was like, when? And I was like, yeah, like back in 2008. And I look exactly the same. I have, I have the, the same haircut and a beard, a little bit more gray hair, but you know, I haven't changed that much. My gauges are bigger in my ears, I guess. And uh, she was like, I'm sorry, I don't remember. I said, it's no problem. I said, I just, you know, I remember you, you know. And the question I asked her was, are you still a cooter? And in the moment, I realized that that was the wrong question to ask. But, but her, her, she was married to a man and his last name was Cooter. And I always thought that that was a, a, an interesting last name. So, but for whatever reason, I just it just popped out. I thought we'd established who I was and maybe she had a slight remembrance of me. But I was like, hey, are you still a cooter? Which the people working with me didn't know what I was talking about. So they turn and look because they're just like, did he say something about her cooter? Like her her uh, vagina and they're like I know Mark's a flirt but oh shit I said my name <laughs> I know Jelly's a flirt but uh damn that's a little uh that's a little aggressive for him <laughs> but I was I said so are you still a cooter and she goes no son of a bitch beat me and then I really regretted having not started the transaction with her yet. So we still had to do that whole, you know, beep, beep, beep. And then I was like, do, do, do you have your loyalty card? And she was like, yeah. And so I scanned that again, beep. And we're just sitting there in this quiet, this awkward silence with these beeps. And then I had asked for money. I was like, yeah, that'll be $14.92. And I just really, like it was, and maybe it was a situation that you just had to be there, but it was really awkward. I laughed about it later on, uh, later on that, that, that evening, but I, it just really caught me. First I asked if she was still a cooter, which is just a fun thing to ask people. But I really wish she would have said yes. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh. But Lewis gave me a topic again this week. Uh, 
that he wanted I guess my like we're not super far off in age you know I'm, I'm older than he is I don't know probably by seven years maybe give or take so we're still within the realm of, of living the same lives but we live different lives you know like when I was we'll just say that Lewis is 30 forgive me sir I don't know your age I apologize we'll just say that Lewis is 30 but when I was 30 years old I've been married for eight years and I just had my first kid my first and only you know and uh Lewis has had a girlfriend for quite a long time. So. But we live completely different lives. Uh, we have interactions on Facebook and stuff, but we don't hang out. And he was just kind of, he was like, so he goes, tell me about your, he goes, talk about uh, like a work-life balance. And I just laughed and I was like, you just want to hear me complain <laughs> about life <laughs> and work? Because there, there is no, there is no balance, you know, and, and maybe, and that's, I don't, maybe that's the key is there, there's not a work-life balance. It's, it's this mythological carrot, is it mythological? It's this mythological carrot on a stick. You know, you, you work for work-life balance, but it doesn't exist for the most part, I'm going to say. Like, let's say you, you do get your dream job. Let's just say that when I was 20, I dropped out, filmed a movie, and let's just say I moved to California and I'm making movies. Like, that is a high... That is an hours demanding job, if, if you're working. When you're working, you're working. You're working 18 hours a day, 20 hours a day, for 30 to 90 days, depending on the movie. And there is no balance. But then you can go the rest of the year and not work. And again, there is no balance. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about my life. Um, like well, I talked about being an aging gamer a few episodes back, and that that's the one thing I do miss. Like there is no video games in my life. Like what used to be, what used to be family time is now considered my personal time. Like before we had a kid, me and the wife, like our family time was spent like watching movies, watching TV. And chatting and then she would go to bed then I would stay up and play video games if I didn't have to work the next day or if I was on overnights so that was my balance it was like a third work a third with the wife and a third by myself you know and that was I mean in all honesty that was the closest to a work-life balance I've ever had you got to take a drink hold on So, but now, I feel like half of my week, half of my week is either 
it, it's work related. So I'm either at work, driving to work, or getting ready for work. So a typical day, I wake up at six, hit the snooze once, and then the snooze goes off, and then I get my clothes, I go downstairs, I take a shower, I come upstairs and I pack my lunch and my breakfast. And I get that packed away and I start brewing a pot of coffee. I take the dog for a walk. And then about 7.05, I start getting the kid, like he's already dressed and ready for school and he's eating, but I start getting his shoes and jacket on and shit and then we, I take him to school. So then by 7.20, I'm headed to work. Um, by about, between 7.30 and 7.40, or 8.30 and 8.45, I get to work. And there, here lately I've been working, like a tip, an average day is like nine to eight. So I work 11 hours and then an hour drive home and then I stay up for an hour and then go to bed. And I do that four days a week. Well, three days with the long day and then I have a regular like nine to, I've been working nine to five, we'll just say nine to five, two other days a week. So that pretty much encompasses my month. It's Sunday, we'll say Sunday to Thursday and then let's say I have Friday, Saturday off. So, on, my, on Friday, I'll wake up at 6.30, get dressed, get the kid breakfast if he's not already eaten, which my wife typically takes care of that. So then I get him and I take him to school. And I come home, and then I start a pot of coffee, I drink some coffee, kind of get woke up, watch the news, and then I start studying. And I study on and off until 2.30 where I got to go pick him up from school. Then he's playing video games, watching YouTube, watching TV, movies, what have you. And my wife gets home around 4.30, we'll say. And then I cook dinner. And then I'm in bed by like 9. So... And then I do the same thing. Well, the next day is Saturday, which he doesn't have school. So I get to sleep in until about 6.45 because we have the dog on such a routine that she needs it to go outside and piss. But that's my routine. And like this kind of goes, this could be a companion piece with the Aging Gamer podcast or episode that I did. But, you know, it, at one time I watched everything. It's like, I had a DVR that was set on max. I had cable, a satellite. I went to movies at the theater, which I did go to a movie last week. I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, it was a good flick. I don't know. When you when when you become a parent, you find joy. You find more joy in other people finding joy. Like the fact that he had a blast at the movie, you know, 
made me enjoy the movie more. Whereas when I was just married or single, I would go see a movie and it was like, did it, did it, did it, did I enjoy it? Did it check every box on my list? So I guess you become less selfish. So there's that. But yeah, I've lost, like I, I, I haven't seen any of this year's Oscar, or what, this last Oscar season, I didn't see a single Oscar-nominated movie. Uh, I really want to see Parasite real bad. Uh, that director is really talented. I really want to check out Parasite. Uh, I heard a funny tweet that was... Uh, there were no hosts at the Oscars and Parasite won, so Parasite won the Oscar without a host. Baroonch. But, yeah, you know that there are three Outlander shows on three different networks? And to me, that is just insanely confusing. I'm Part of me is glad I don't have more time because, like, my life would just be... I would still be consuming as much, I'd be consuming more, but three Outlander shows, and I don't know what any of them are about. Like, people ask me if I've seen Outlander, and of course, because I just, I'm like, which one? And they're like, the one on HBO, which one are you talking about? I'm like, well, there's one on Stars and there's one on Netflix. So, no. I haven't seen any of them. But who has time? to watch three Outlander shows. It is, <laughs> what little bit of entertainment I do pay attention to, I'm, I'm now watching old dad shit, but through a podcast I listen to, he's an actor on, on the Goldbergs, and they, they, uh, they did a spinoff of the Goldbergs called Schooled, which takes place in the 90s, and the Goldbergs take place in the 80s, ABC didn't want to run the Goldbergs and Schooled on at the same time. So Schooled tested, it was the highest testing show in in CBS or ABC's history. And they didn't want to run, they didn't want to put it on air because it was too much like the Goldbergs. But fast forward two years, and now we have three shows with the same title. And they could all be about, they could be three, it could be the exact same show. I really don't know. I think one of them's about an alien, and one of them people are wearing like old Victorian, like ascots and woolen suits and shit. Where the lady's got the big ace. <laughs> I don't know, it's wild. And then there's, like, go back. It's like there's more money in the world, too. Go back 10 years, which isn't that long ago. It's 2010. You know, podcasts weren't that big. Joe Rogan wasn't making $30 million off of his podcast. YouTube was just barely a thing. It was where you went to just find clips of stuff. It wasn't this phenomenon. Lewis knew about it, 
and I'm kicking myself every fucking day. Lewis was like, fuck movies, give up on movies. You need to write and create stuff for YouTube. And I was like, for free, no. And God damn it, Lewis, you were fucking right, man. You were so goddamn right. We could have been YouTube stars. I don't know what the hell kind of garbage trash we'd have put out, though. Because I was doing fucking quote-unquote art house pictures. I made a movie that... In 2010, I made a movie where the actor didn't talk. <laughs> there was no... It was a homeless man, and he found a dead body, and there was no dialogue in it. You want to put that on YouTube? <laughs> I still don't even know... Well, I got a YouTube show in mind. But I still don't even know... What to put on YouTube. For the most part. Like, I don't... I don't... Like, my son watches stuff. And... I get the enjoyment of watching other people play video games. And I, I get the enjoyment of the commentary of it. Like, I used to listen to director commentaries of DVDs, of movies on DVD. Like, all of Kevin Smith shit, I listen to every commentary he's ever done. Even the one on Roadhouse. Yeah, the deluxe edition. Or is it called the Double Deuce edition? Maybe. But I would listen to these director commentaries, and to me it gave me a fascinating insight on, on the people making the movie. And then you would get the, like, especially Kevin Smith because he was doing it with his friends. So then you would get, like, what turned into being podcasts of, of people just talking and getting it, being in on their inside jokes, you know, which, which was real fun and make shit laugh. What the fuck? What is, did I just have a stroke? Which was real fun and make shit laugh. Jesus Lord. I, I don't, I'm, I'm ashamed. I should kick myself off this podcast right now. But the point is you've got podcasters out there. And Patreon's added it too. But you've got podcasters out there. We'll just say making sixty thousand a year by doing a podcast, and that was like our advertising budgets like that much more. Are they spending less money? I want to know where this money's coming from, and where was it ten years ago? Because you've got comedians. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and like uh, Tuesdays with Stories is one with uh, Mark Norman and Joe List. And there are two comedians that most people haven't heard of. But they have a podcast. And I would say they probably make... I will say 30000 a year off their podcast. I'm not sure. I don't... I, my podcast has all of one listener, so I don't know how... How those dividends get broken up and how, they, how you cash in on a podcast. But... I know some of it's ad revenues, and some of it you get money for downloads. Or YouTube downloads I get because then they can put advertisements in front of your shit, and then the banner advertisements. So that I understand. But it was like 10 years ago there wasn't this many people making, you know, uh, this good a living. And I know 
a good living is skewed. A good living here in Northeast Tennessee is way below what a good living in Los Angeles or by Los Angeles standards. Like, for instance, there's a comedian. His name is Dan Cummings. Dan Cummings. And uh, I honestly never heard of him until a year ago. Maybe a little bit longer. Shit. So we'll say, we'll fuck it, three years ago. And I never heard his stand-up. I heard him on a podcast, and he was talking about his his other... He has a, had a podcast. He does stand-up comedy, and he does a podcast called uh, Time Suck. And it's like a history podcast. I was like, oh, interesting. Never heard of him. I was like, I like to get on the, the ground floor of, of new and exciting podcasts, you know? And so I start listening to Time Suck, and he was thanking his Patreon members. He's like, we have enough uh, Patreon. He set up his Patreon so that when you did, when he made over X amount of dollars, the remaining money was sent to a charity. And every month he changes the charity. And he was like, I just want to thank everybody for helping keep the studio up and running. You know, um, we finally hit uh, 10,000 Patreon members. And this was a guy, and I consider myself pretty well versed in in the comedy world. Like, there's, like, I haven't heard everybody's comedy, but there are names that I hear enough, especially when listening to the amount of podcasts that I listen to. There are people that I know that not a lot of people know, like Mark Norman, Joe List, Paul Verzi, uh, Joe DeRosa. Louis J. Gomez. I could go on and on. But, so he was like, our Patreon was over uh, 10,000. We finally hit the 10,000 Patreon members. I was like, shit. And so then he did an advertisement for his Patreon. It was like, and for $3 a month, he calls, if you're a Time Suck member on the Patreon, if you sign up, you're called a Space Lizard. It was good space lizard status where you get 20% off merchandise goods and exclusive merchandise. It's $3 a month. And so, like, my initial thought was $3, not bad. That's only $36 a year. I want to be a space lizard because I really like this show. And then it hit me. He had 10,000 people paying $3 a month. That's $30,000 a month. That's... $360,000 a year just off of his podcast. That's not counting his merch. That's not counting his stand-up. That is just straight up people listening to him talk about history. And that is fucking awesome. Like, good for fucking him. But when him and his wife, they have another podcast called Scared to Death where they tell each other scary stories. It's fucking fun as hell. But they still talk about, my point, and finally getting to it, is they still talk about how, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're not rich. If we had money, we could do this. And if we had this much money, we could do this, you know. And I was like, I know that one of your podcasts, and the numbers have since went up, so you're making half a million dollars a year on a podcast? And granted, you're probably spending, like, I'm pretty. he pays his people well, I'm sure. They've been with him from the beginning. And, and, like, if I ever make it, and I fucking hope I do, in something. Christ, I don't know. In something. Something creative. Or if I hit the lottery, like, 
there's a couple people that I'm going to take care of and I'm going to, I'm going to try to take care of them, you know, and put them, put them up in a fucking wage class. But, but half a million on one podcast, then he's got a Patreon for his other podcast. I couldn't even guess numbers on that. Then he's got his stand-up comedy where he does, where he sells albums and he does specials and he, and these comedians, I mean, some of them make like $15,000 in a weekend. <laughs> and like, I haven't even, I've never even seen Dan Cummins stand up. I've never fucking seen it. And he's out making 15 grand in a weekend, half a million on one podcast. We'll just say, fuck it. We'll say 200,000 on another podcast. And he's sitting there going like, oh, I want Joe Rogan's money. Well, if I, if, if, if me and Lewis could ever click at the same time and hit the right thing and just, I don't know, the, I just kind of had an idea of what me and Lewis could do. If we could ever get time, like, (laughs) if I could get a better work-life balance where I could have time, where I could drive where Lewis lives and we could sit down and record a podcast and let's just say it's really good and it's really fun and people fucking love it and we share 360 360,000 dollars a year so that's 180 between the two of us where we live that is fucking balling money not only not only would I have a Jeep Gladiator because your boy would. I would probably go out and get that Jeep Demon too. What? Because you're talking 180 just for... And that's not talking merchandise. The Mexican and the gringo. <laughs> Lewis is of Hispanic descent. And I would be the, oh shit, state trooper. And I would be the gringo in this situation. I don't know what we talk about, but I like the title. The title's catchy. The Gaucho and the Gringo. I don't know, it'd be fun. Like, that's what, I, I wanna, <laughs> I consider Lewis my partner, but our lives don't align. <laughs> Our work-life balance is when, when it's when life is is on. Think of it as a teeter-totter. When life is up, and that's what I'm doing is life. His work, his work is down. So then his life would be up. His work is up, and my life is up. So we're never working at the same time. So we're never off at the same times. You know. Is this just a desperate cry for help? Am I about to start crying here in about 10 miles? <laughs> oh God, just have a breakdown. That would be the clip that, that we get famous for. You put it up on the YouTube and just animate me crying. I just wish I had more skills. But I don't have any time to use those skills. Like, I wish I could animate something. 
Maybe when I get out of school. I just got one year left of school. And it's going to be a bitch of a year. It really, really is. Oh, sorry, I had to take another drink. Really pounding them back. They're not alcohol, so don't worry about it. Oh, but... So work-life balance doesn't exist. You just... Uh, you just adapt to what you're used to, you know? And I think the, these people that are, you know, that, that started out poor and then they got a bunch of money when they have families, they work really hard. But their kids don't want that, you know? And I try to give my son as much attention as he needs, you know, like, it, but when it comes to school, like, he wants to go, he's like, hey, will you come downstairs and play with me? I'm like, but I got to study at some point. You know, he wanted he wants to go to Walmart and look at toys, so I take him to Walmart and we look at toys. Or during the summer we'll go outside and go swimming, but I can't, you know, I, I can't not study. And then there's sometimes where I'm just like, I, I spend my day around people, and mostly sick people. And I just, at some point, I just need a... You know, I need some me time, but that's what it is. It is what it is, and that's what it is. I don't know what to call this episode. What did I start laughing at? I don't know. It's really hard to judge what's funny, because if I'm only trying to make me laugh, sometimes I'm the only person laughing in the theater, and that's awkward. But if I hope you guys are enjoying it. Sorry about the long pauses. I'm afraid I'm gonna burp and that'll lead to a vomit and then I'm gonna throw up on my on my microphone. But I guess that'll be it for this Jeep Chronicles. Um, if there's a topic, if, there, if if you like my style of talking about shit, or you want to get my thoughts on something, hit me up on Twitter. I am at RobotNuts. All one word, no punctuation. Um, visit me at, not at, go to thehiddenpixel.com. That's H-I-D-D-E-N-P-I-X-E-L, in case you don't know how to spell. And uh, hit us up there. Reach out to Lewis if there's something you want to see us do. If you like uh, if you like what we do and you want to see us do more, let us know. Because eventually we'll stop because the dog likes to get petted. <laughs>